Welcome to Tart Club. Turgid Tomes is a wanton book club where we get together every other Wednesday to eat, drink, and discuss the latest romantical read. If you happened upon this podcast and don't like the F word or boners, now's your chance to GTFO. This is your official explicit content warning. This podcast is highly inappropriate and listener discretion is advised. Like, she knows I'm just reading a book for a podcast. It's not like I believe in having sex with my uncle and she's going to pray for me. (laughs) (laughs) Just start the whole podcast with that. Because this was a fucking shit show. Oh, my God. I never read about a thirstier young adult in my life. This girl, like, give her, like, five gallons of fucking water. She is so fucking thirsty. My God. Do we need to go back to the sexless books for you? You know, I was like, well, I asked for a book with sex, and God, I got a book with sex. Oh, yeah. Every other page was sex. I just wanted a little, like, sex in the middle, and then a happily ever after. Hey, you said you wanted smut, and I found some smut. Yes, you did. You found me some smut, for sure. You're going back to food books now. (laughs) It was too much. Y A only. Handle it. All right. Look at us. Yes. Look at us. Planning in our flannel. I actually had a flannel shirt, and I love your braids. I thought about doing braids, but my hair is too short. I'm rocking the pigtails, and Lisa's rocking the ribbon. (laughs) Yeah. I love a good theme. Me too. (laughs) Greetings, fellow Tarts. Ashley here, head hussy in charge. And we're continuing the Smutmas Spectacular this week with Credence by Penelope Douglas. And we have Lisa back with us to discuss. Hi, Lisa. Hey, hey. How's your week been going? Great. Busy, but great. I taught a line dancing class on Thursday night to about 25 women. That was fun. What? You? You taught it? Yeah, I've been teaching line dancing classes. I didn't know this. Oh, yeah. So we took a little break. I did like six classes and then we took a month off and then we just started back up in September and Two of the ladies that come to my line dancing class actually asked if I would come and teach line dancing to their women's group that meets at this country club for ladies night. So it was a Western theme. Okay. So I did that. Um, but I teach line dancing every other Thursday at 530 at the hall in the original barn. So that's a lot of fun. Aww. Yeah. And we teach, I do all, all sorts of stuff. So I did that Thursday. Okay. And then... This morning, we took a couple Echo Rangers, their kids in first through fifth grade, on bike ride and circle. And then we had okay. a presenter come and give a talk on historical forts at 1 p.m. So it was a hopping, hopping couple of days. I'm exhausted. <laughs> All right. But it's fine. <clears throat> Have you read anything good since you were last on? I read two books, probably <laughs> since the last time we talked. I read nine perfect strangers um oh by wait it's a show on hulu oh okay yeah and i with nicole kidman and melissa mccarthy i started watching the show and i really enjoyed it so then i 
borrowed the book because that's the same author that wrote um pretty not pretty little liars oh shit <laughs> big little lies big little lies the one that was on um oh yeah i didn't know that was based off of a book and i had no idea yeah. even further it's the same author holy crap yeah it's so oh i bet it's good it was different <laughs> i enjoyed it um but the book is very different from the show hmm. It started kind of slow, and then it go, they went bloop, and they just went two totally different directions. I haven't finished the show yet. I need to go back and watch the last couple episodes, but definitely very, very different. So, but the I enjoyed the book. Okay. And then I also read The Library of Lost and Found Ooh. by Phaedra uh, Patrick, I think, is the author. My monthly book club that meets and every month is a different theme this month was books about books oh cool and so one of the members it was their turn and that's the book that they they picked um and it was it was all right i'd read another book by her the curious terms of arthur pepper or something like that and it was sweet it's a feel-good book basically so yep nothing too i don't i wasn't sure if i scared you off Never. <laughs> no. All right. I asked for it, so it's fine. You asked for smut, and you received some smutty smut. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the booze. Okay. First of all, I'm just going to hazard a guess, and I'm going to guess that you definitely didn't pick Bud Light. <laughs> you know... Those bitches drink so much shitty beer, but I love my body too much. <laughs> I was so tempted. Yeah. But it's like, I can't, I drank that shit when I was broke and I, I'm still slightly broke, but I won't go back. Yeah. Well, then I thought, well, maybe I'll just get a nice craft beer from a brewery in Colorado. But I was like, I don't really feel like beer. And she was like, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? And I Googled some things. And so I kind of took a few different things. So I didn't get this specifically from like one website, but I kind of mishmashed things. And I call it um, Kiernan's Cherry Popper. <laughs> and uh, you start with some tart lemonade because Kiernan's a little tart. I love that about her. Tart little lemonade. Huh? And then I honestly just splashed some like um cherry juice in it. I bought a jar of the maraschino cherries and I just put some of the cherry juice in to kind of sugar it up a little, make it sweeter. And uh put some cherries in it if you like cherries. I've seen things where they like muddled the cherries and did like a little puree or something, but I didn't do that because I'm lazy. <laughs> but I've got a couple yeah. of cherries bobbing around in it. Alright. And then I um I add a little uh, lemon-flavored LaCroix to kind of spice it up a little bit, mm-hmm. make it a little bit zippier. So, you know, the bubbles and the carbonation pop. You'll pop oh in those cherries. <laughs> uh, when I thought of it, I was like, oh, my God. Because I Googled, like, cherry pop cocktails and found a couple different things. Like, Ooh. there's, like, a cherry, like, a cherry pop mule that looked really good, but... You have to, like, muddle things, and I'm too lazy. <laughs> and I was like, well, I do like lemonade, and it's cherries, cherry popping. Love it. It's so on theme. Oh. Oh, you know what? <laughs> oh, I forgot. There's vodka in there. 
I forgot to mention, I, the first one I had was a... It's fine, you're allowed to have non-alcoholic beverages. <laughs> well, I did, the first one that I made when we started was a virgin. Yeah. And uh, now it's getting, the lights are going down, it's getting darker, so, you know. After dark. After dark, we add some vodka. <laughs> Alright, what you got? What you drinking? Okay, I honestly, uh, the same route. I was going to get some type of craft beer that said something mountainy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of scooted over to Total Wine. But right before I found, I think it's like an infographic. Okay. It's just like this picture and it had different beer cocktails. Oh. Yeah. And one of them was called a snake bite. <gasps> All right. And you know how they're always trying to give her a snake bite. Oh, Noah threatens her with it. And then at one point he starts to give her one. Yeah. Okay. So the snake bite is a lager. Okay. And then a cider, oh, a hard cider. Okay. So I putzed around. I'm not really familiar with lagers, honestly. Mm-hmm. Nick helped me pick it out. It's, it's called Island Coastal Lager. Oh, cool. It's light. And obviously I had to go with woodchuck hard cider obviously i used to drink this shit all the time i completely forgot about it delightful cider yeah so it's you mix the lager yeah with the wood chalk so the picture it's a it's the cup it's the beer pint and then it shows you how much to put of each to mm. mix it okay so i'll include that on the sip and snack on the instagram oh okay and then obviously i always include our recipes in the show notes as well for every episode oh cool there's a TikTok now too. Which I love. I love that you do that. And I love that you do the Instagrams and everything. I love your little videos. They're so fun. TikTok's the same handle as the Instagram. Oh, hey, follow her on TikTok. Actually, on the TikTok, I do a segment called Pickled Ponderings, where essentially I drink and review other shit I'm reading that I'm not covering on the podcast. Ooh. So I basically just I drunk review books. <laughs> it's like drunk history, but it's drunk book reviews. I love it. And I love the name, Pickled Pondering. Yeah, Pickled Ponderings. If you're interested in my drunken rambling reviews, <laughs> uh go check that out. <laughs> oh my god. We're just rambling on. Uh let's ramble right into the author. Alright. So we're going to do it a little different. Usually I'll just kind of read. I noticed this when I went to make my website. The authors, it's they are, they're always spoken about in the third person. But this one was in the first person. Oh, interesting. Okay. So I'm just going to read. It's a little long. Yeah. I think it's really good. So I wanted to share it. All right. Yeah, yeah. Hi, my name is Penelope Douglas, and I write romance. New adult, erotica, and a little contemporary. Really, whatever is calling me at the moment. I believe a good writer can spin any story in a way with which you'll connect, and I endeavor to do just that with every book I write. Not many topics are too taboo for me. I love breaking rules, and I love taking myself out of my comfort zone. Why is that, you ask? Well, there is a reason for everything. I could tell you where I was born, how many siblings I have, or which hobbies I enjoy. But none of that really tells you about someone's life. Experiences do. As an adolescent, I was quiet, shy, and afraid. No mistakes could be made because people would hate me or I'd be alone. So rather than run, I walked. Rather than climb, I kept my feet on the ground. And rather than say yes, I always said no. And as a result, I didn't live. 
and I still felt disposable, fearful, and alone. What would they say about me when I was gone? Would I have regrets? Every day that I didn't blaze a trail swallowed me up. So I decided I wouldn't be invisible or waste another second. I left home. I went to college and traveled. I took trains from Atsugi, Atsugai. We all know I can't pronounce shit. To Tokyo. All by myself. Dude, that's scary. Oh my god. Mm-hmm. I jumped Haiji. Hijai, Hiji, Hiji, falls when others joked I wouldn't do it. I did it twice. I climbed Mount Fuji and I moved to New Orleans for graduate school without knowing a single person in the city. I did what I dreamed and I was a lot happier. I don't worry so much anymore and I don't let others' opinions hold me back. Be yourself and own it. You know what that means? Be loud and proud. Nurture who you are and good things will come. Most importantly, your happiness. I thought that was really nice. Yeah. And, you know, for anyone that needs a little inspiration right about now, mm-hmm. it's the holiday season. I know it's hard for a lot of people. So, yeah, I thought that was a nice little little snippet to share there. It was. Very inspiring. But, yeah, they're a badass. So, yeah, I did not. I did not know that. No. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. And I like that you always do, you always start your podcast by talking about the author and giving a little bit of background because I honestly don't look up the authors when I read the book. So having that background is really interesting and kind of helpful. I think it adds a little, little something, Mm -hmm. but also it gives credit to them because they're, they're creating all of these books that we're reading and are entertained by. So yeah, Mm -hmm. why not? Yeah, we should, we should be hyping them up talking about them getting their names out there absolutely all right so i lurked around it looks like she has two series devil's night and fall away Mm -hmm. and tons of standalones all right so raisin book report time hold on my cat what the fuck she's literally sleeping with her head in the cover of a book are you okay it's okay i'm sorry i didn't mean to wake you up now she's all embarrassed all right oh okay so this week's book credence and i'll kick it off before we get into the book report i'll give the definition credence belief in or acceptance of something is true there we go let's get into summaries how would you summarize this lisa oh god (laughs) i'm gonna speak off the cuff i did not write this down but i've been thinking about it for a while it's basically Two people who desperately needed therapy kill themselves and leave their daughter behind, who also now desperately needs therapy for a myriad of reasons. And rather than seeking that help, she seeks the comfort of a step-uncle she has never met before. And so this poor girl who needs lots of therapy moves in with a guy who needs therapy and his two sons who need therapy and the moral of the story is get some fucking therapy the end (laughs) therapy's great there's some fucking that goes on in there oh my god that's my summary i mean there's way more to it and i know you always write like a really great summary but basically People are fucked up. They move in with other people that are fucked up, and shit gets real fucked up. I don't think I can say it better. That's it. That right there. <laughs> Shit's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Go to therapy. I don't know. I still want to hear yours. Shit's fucked up. Go get. And this girl has money. Like, so her very fucked up parents who killed themselves were both actors and celebrities and had all this money and left her all this money. 
And instead of spending the money wisely, she ships off to a shack on a peak in a podunk town. Because he just kind of threw it out there as like an option. He didn't think she was actually going to show up. <laughs> kind of like, huh? Probably shouldn't have thrown out that invite unless you were serious. Oh, well, you know, look how it worked out. Yeah. Let's hear your summary. <clears throat> 17-year-old Tiernan's shitty parents die, and she heads off to the woods to stay with her step-uncle and cousins until she is legal and can take control of her inheritance. Meanwhile, everyone in town is hornier than a toad, and Tiernan is about to be stuck up on a mountain with her rugged and manly new relatives. They fucking. <laughs> they fucking. They fucking. I'm an adult. Oh it's my fine. god! <laughs> Seriously. Oh god. Okay. Uh, I know. There oh. it is. Okay. All right. All right. I'm gonna throw it out there. If you're not into uh, incest and age gaps and Bud Light, uh, maybe leave. <laughs> I won't be mad. It's fine. It's fine. I won't be mad. I understand. Just press stop and walk away. This book was wild mm-hmm. it's taboo with step family shenanigans which i think it's funny because a little while ago i took a human sexuality class and a little section of it we went over uh pornography oh and different aspects and like human psychology and whatnot um apparently i don't remember if it's specifically step parent or step sibling type porn is one of the top categories. It's like the top category. Really? Interesting. Yes. When I when this book, when it was all going around about this book, I was like, oh, I wonder. Mm. It reminded me of that. So I thought it was really interesting. I was like, well, I mean, if that statistic's true, it tracks. Yeah, for sure. Eh? We'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get, it we'll get into it. <laughs> we can get all the way up into it. Yeah, all of Deep- it. Deep into it. Deep dive. <laughs> Everyone raved about this. Mm-hmm. I did see some negativity, but it was very few and far between. I kind of went in vaguely blind. I knew this whole step, which you get that from the um from the synopsis. Right. It's in the description. It's not a surprise. But other than that, I just went in blind. I didn't read any spoilers or anything. And everyone thought it was so great and was recommending it so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get into quotes well quotes. i mean there was some funny stuff yeah in chapter two she's like i didn't come to see their testosterone infused man cave or something <laughs> like that and i thought that was yeah like lighthearted at first i'm like okay so we're gonna be funny and then yeah the one that just like killed me the one that i wrote down there's two. So there's the one with Jake, and this is before anything really happened, I think. And he's like, I gotta talk myself out of going into the room and giving the teenage piece of ass living in my house a really long kiss goodnight. And I'm like, yes, don't do it. Just listen. Don't your, do it. The voices in your head are right. Your moral compass, it's there, buddy. Just keep following it. <laughs> the voices in your head. Well, they're supposed to be the good voice and the bad voice. Devil and the angel. Okay, I get it. Yeah, right. yeah. The, the, <laughs> you know, he's just like, shut up. I'm going to do it anyways. Ugh. And then there's the one. I just, you know, teenage piece of ass. Yeah, that's that's very respectful. Yeah. 
and you know she's a teenager. Like, just, you're saying it. It's in there. You know it's wrong. But yet, you for, like, you have amnesia. <laughs> and then the part where uh, Caleb comes back from being in and, like, immediately tears into her with no warning whatsoever. And then Noah gets him off of her and tells her, yes, I know my brother just tried to rape you, but totally cut him some slack. He's always starving when he comes back from being in the woods this long. And she's like, well, then eat. And he's like, he was. And I'm like, oh, okay. What? I can't. I could go on. There are so many. It's so bad. Oh. I, You know, honestly, I need to start putting our recordings on YouTube mm-hmm. just so people can see the fucking faces I make. <laughs> when we talk I about know, this they're shit. missing out on all this. My fa- I'm just going to start doing screenshots oh. from the recordings to put with the launch post of us just being like, <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, God. Okay. All right. What are your quotes? What are some good quotes that you have? I have a few. This is from, it's towards the end of the book when Tiernan finds that Caleb has, he can't speak. He was traumatized as a child and he just stopped speaking. Mm-hmm. Instead of speaking, he's been writing little snippets in all these books in his room. So she finds one mm-hmm. and some of them he's talking about her and others he's just talking about general shit. So in this one, it's not deep. It's not like a deep quote. It's just, it made me laugh. Found candy in the trash and kale on my pizza. She's fucking weird. I did like that one. <laughs> that, that one got me. I feel attacked somehow. Oh my gosh. I'm attacked right now. Like... Oh god. Okay. Did I related to this quote so much. Mm-hmm. But when Tiernan, I want to say it's shortly after she arrives and the guys are trying to pick on her. Oh, about her humor. This. Okay. Yeah, they're trying to poke fun at her, and she's like, you know, I haven't been in the mood for years, so I guess this is who I am now. <laughs> like, fuck you. <laughs> she's not in the mood. She she ain't here to play. Uh-uh. So, she's um, just here to fuck. She here to fuck. That's All right. <laughs> and then I've got two more, it looks like. Okay. This is from Noah. It's another internal monologue, mm-hmm. and he's thinking to himself, how he is with women compared to his dad, Jake, and mm-hmm. his brother, Caleb. Not like the broken boulevard of broken dreams, it's my father's bed when they realize he only wants sex and not a relationship, or Skid Row upstairs in Caleb's room where women are <laughs> lucky to leave alive. <laughs> Accurate. That was such a good lie. <laughs> it was. It was. The language in this book was great. There were a lot of really good singers. Yeah, there were. Let's get into your favorite part. So I have a few things that I liked about this book. I didn't hate the ending of this book at all. So one thing that I really liked, the only thing that I really, truly enjoyed about this book is the um, Cobra Kai references. Oh my god, they were everywhere. I don't get them too much because I haven't seen it. But I know it's really popular and I noticed they kept doing it. I... Did not watch Karate Kid growing up or anything like that. And then we started watching just for fun. On Netflix, there is a show called Cobra Kai. Yeah. And it is sort of a reboot of the Karate Kid movies. And it stars the original actors 
that played the rivals in the movies all grown up now with children and everything. So I went back and watched the Karate Kid movie after I had watched the Cobra Kai show. That's funny. The show does such a great job of showing clips and referencing back to the movies. And the show kind of makes fun of itself and like makes fun of, you know, the movies a little bit in a respectful way. And there's all these like, yeah, it's just great. So that was that was something that I liked about this book. <laughs> Cobra Kai. <laughs> I liked, first of all, in the regular book, there were different chapters and you got their different perspectives. Mm-hmm. for Caleb, but whatever. Yeah, like one chapter at the end. That's cool. I'm bitter about this. Yeah. And so I understand why she did it. Yeah, there was a she reason. waited until yeah. he found his voice. He could have had an inner monologue. There could have been a little diary section in there. Seriously, like, of him up in his room brooding, writing the words in the book spines, and like, this fucking bitch. <laughs> made me eat kale, but I still want to fuck her. What the fuck? So, BTF. <laughs> what about you? What was your favorite part? So when I went through this book report, I had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. In most of the sections. And then when I came to my favorite part, I I was like, oh, shit. And it's not it's not that I hated the book or anything. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I mean, it was okay. Like, I didn't, oh. So, the way the family interacted. And when I say family, I mean Jake and his sons. Mm-hmm. Like, when, it, when they weren't, you know, when they weren't trying to, like, fuck their step uh, relation. <laughs> it was just so funny the way they riffed back and forth and they were a unit mm-hmm. obviously it wasn't in the beginning because they were all hostile and macho in the beginning it was towards the end mm-hmm. when they become all domesticated after her magic vagina mm-hmm. they chill out a lot towards the end and it was just like a really nice cozy family vibe which I know people are like what the fuck it's after she she chooses Caleb, essentially. Yeah, after he locks her in a bedroom for like 24 hours and then fucks the shit out of her. And she's like, oh, I guess you're the one. It's like, what? You like the ending, so. What's on here? <laughs> all right, all right. Like, <laughs> we're going to fist fight later. <laughs> Good thing we're not together. Good thing we're not person. Room. Oh, Punch you in the throat. Jump through Zoom and strangle your neck. So, um, it's super chill and cozy, and it's just like, oh, you know, they they'd be a really cool family to be a part of. Um, except for that thing. <laughs> so <laughs> that, that one thing. thing. <laughs> the other was that Tyrion was young. She was seventeen to start, and she did she did turn eighteen. No offense, she's still a kid. She's very young naive she hasn't had a lot of life experience when it comes to relationships and things like that even so i do appreciate that she actually stuck up for herself and called them out quite a bit because normally when i read books and it's an age gap usually Mm -hmm. the younger female character is always like oh i don't know what to do oh i don't want to make them mad no they're docile they just they're very quiet about it but she, yeah. no, she came out swinging, man. 
they try to get her and she'd fling it right back at them. And I appreciated that. She wasn't a doormat. Yeah, she wasn't. She wasn't. No, she wasn't submissive at all. She really. It almost seemed like, in a way, she kind of got off on trying to have the upper hand and being powerful. Like, she enjoyed that. Like, there were times where she would let them be the dominant, but she enjoyed jabbing at them, you know? She did. Yes. Those were the parts we liked. Let's get into our least favorite parts. What was yours? All of it. (laughs) All of it. From the minute she showed up in Colorado. I mean, first of all, I didn't like the beginning. I felt like it was just like, you're just dropped off on a whole other planet. Like, there wasn't even this. Her parents, like, it starts with her parents killing themselves. Mm. And her talking about the way that she was raised and how, like, I think I would have liked a little bit more of before the parents died, like, scenarios in which she was ignored and her feelings of indifference towards them. And then that happening. We're just, like, dropped into the middle of that, and I found it very jarring. Like, okay, and we're going to dwell on it for, like, one chapter, and then she's going to Colorado, and it's like, okay. But I think, I don't know, like, the things I hated the most were probably, like, the uh Caleb sort of rape in the beginning, like, when he comes back and she's in the room, and he just automatically attacks her, you know, like, out of nowhere. And yeah, this whole other thing, I feel like this part of the plot was not even necessary with Terrence, the the county motocross guy, <laughs> because then they're trapped for the winter. And I'm like, oh, this has got to have died down. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, it hasn't. This is still a plot point. <laughs> like, I'm over this shit. I forgot it even happened. Th- this is the thing, too, like. You get off a plane, like, your parents died, you don't like them, and you're like, well, I'll go live with this uncle and see how it goes. When I go to see a family member, when Danielle and I went to New York to see our uncles for the first time after my mom died, I didn't immediately look at my uncles and go, that's a hot piece of ass. I said, that's my uncle. Like, but she sees him and is like, ooh. Are they step or are you actually related though? We're actually related, but but she never even approached it like he was a family member. There was never even this I just feel like there was never even this like, oh, but he's my uncle. I shouldn't. It was immediately like Maybe for like a couple pages. Maybe from the airport to the house, but after that. There was never they wasted like they spent five seconds pretending to be family and that was it. And it's like, ugh. Mm-mm. So what was uh what's your least favorite moment? So the Caleb raping Tiernan thing. Because it wasn't just when he attacks her when he comes home from the woods. Mm-hmm. It's after they've gotten together. It's that part where he ties her to the bed frame mm. and, you know, decides to have some violent sex with her, which he knows she doesn't like. And she's straight up, like, screaming at him to stop and telling him it hurts. Mm-hmm. He wasn't going to fucking stop. That's great. Mm-hmm. Consent can be withdrawn at any time. Mm-hmm. When men are like, oh, well, she's saying yes, I can't stop myself. Are you a fucking animal? <laughs> What's wrong with you? She said stop. Yeah. She had to physically fight him off of her and run to Noah's room mm-hmm. and lock herself in. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. That's rape. 
Mm-hmm. No, it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, all the Caleb rapey sexual assault shit. All the Caleb rapey scenes. Okay, listen. I was getting really tired of the whole winter is coming vibe that the guys kept giving off. It's like, okay, we get it. Cool. They're like, winter's coming. Winter's coming. Winter's coming. We're going to be locked up all winter. Okay. They're very dramatic. Yeah. It was so stupid. There, it, it is. It's so over the top. Winter's coming. It's like, okay, Game of Thrones. <laughs> the fuck? Okay. Who cares? You got a dragon somewhere? You worry? So that was really annoying to me. All right. So these are the gross ones. Gross ones. I see the gross ones for last. When she's having sex with Jake, she calls him Uncle Jake. Oh, yeah. No, that was disgusting. And I hated that. Like, remember when I said, like, I had to pretend like they weren't family in order to get into this. And then she would say that. Yeah. And it's like the author knew. Oh, oh, all you readers, you think you're just going to pretend they're not related? Well, here you go. Uncle Jake. Yeah. They're not actually related. Why would she even say that? Yeah, let's just call him Jake. Let's just say Jake or Babe. They like to call each other Babe and Baby a lot. Like, call him Magnificent Mountain Man. Like, anything other than your uncle while you're fucking. Anything. But, okay, the big one. This scene made me cringe so fucking hard. It made me so uncomfortable. The group porn watching. Oh, this is like one of my what the fuck moments. Yeah, she's sitting in the living room with her cousins, Caleb and Noah. They're watching a movie, and then Noah says something. She baits him and says, gay for the stay, which was also kind of fucked up. Yeah, I hated that part so much. I was like, uh, I thought we're beyond this in 2021. What's happening? I did not like that. I was like, that's not, mm, that's not really funny. It's yeah. um, That actually happens to people. It's very traumatic and awful and disgusting. Right. So barring that. So she says this and then all of a sudden, you know, it's that bullshit. Oh, got to prove I'm not gay. <sighs> Toxic masculinity. So he's got to prove that he doesn't like dudes. Uh, all right. So all of a sudden, Noah's like, you want to know what we do in winter? And then turns on porn. Oh, it got so creepy so fast. And makes her sit on his lap on his erection. He does give her the option to leave. He tells her you should go to bed. But she doesn't because she likes it. And then she doesn't. Listen, she she's like in this house with all these rugged mountain men. They keep cock blocking her the whole time. So she's like, go masturbate in your bedroom. So she's like, okay, I'm going to I'm going to stay. So she stays. But Noah's like, let me just whip my dick out and masturbate in front of you. And then she starts masturbating. And then both of them just kind of, like, stop what they're doing, watch her masturbate, and, like, literally talk about how they're going to double penetrate her. She's a fucking virgin at this point, by the way. Yeah. But they're talking about how they're going to DP her and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just sitting there. And honestly, the DP and all that, like, whatever. The part that really bothered me was them, like, ooh, this is what we do in winter. Them all watching together. Fine. I can be on the same, I can be on board with that. And then the all masturbating, 
oh, it's not my favorite thing, but I could still be like, okay with it. But I think the biggest part that bothered me about the porn thing was that it was so manipulative. Yeah. It's not like, hey, we've all made a conscious decision that we're going to do this activity together. Because, you know, some people might like that and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. It's just the fact that Noah had to be so fucking creepy about it Mm -hmm. and just like, Oh, I'm not gay. Here, let me whip my dick out and masturbate in front of you. Yeah. What? No, thank you. Going from that, (laughs) what are your what the fuck moments? I know there's more than one. Um, well, a lot of them we've already like kind of covered. My other what the fuck was the spanking. The spanking after the porn when Jake spanked her like a child. like fucking it up in the litter box right now i hopefully my mic doesn't pick it up who knows she's just like pat, pat. um gotta go i'm taking a huge shit hoping i smell it i'm sure <laughs> oh my god what about you one of my biggest what the fucks yeah why is everyone in this town so damn horny <laughs> also number two tying into that they introduce her as a family member. Then why the hell do all these people in town just automatically assume mm-hmm, they fucking? <laughs> mm-hmm. What? And it just, I felt like it perpetuated that small town southern stereotype of incest. Yeah. Why do they all assume that they are going to fuck their family member yeah from the start they're all like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was like what the fuck what is wrong with these people that is not a normal assumption <laughs> but yeah also you know again caleb just assaulting tiernan that's how they meet yeah casual cash huge cool super casual like i'm just gonna push you against mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, and Tiernan even said this at one point. She's like, so this is what he does to women? How is that okay? He obviously thought I was a townie. So the only reason what Caleb did was wrong was because it was a family member and not because it was just another human in general. Like, that's so... But then she turns around and, like, fucks him anyway, so... <laughs> um. Yeah, she did. <laughs> okay. Alright, that's a lot of what the fuck. Cool, I love it. Oh, look! We're wearing red today. Very on theme for red flags. Red flags. Ding, ding, ding. Alright, let's hear it. Let's have it. (laughs) So it says, count and notate any red flags, and I wrote all of it. (laughs) I wrote everything. I didn't (laughs) write down any red flags because... I don't even think she was in the house 24 hours before there was a you're a Vanderburg now or just very early on they all were just kind of controlling her from the minute she got there super red flags and uh yeah so I just all of it all of it was a red flag accurate a guy comes home from being in the woods for several days and immediately tries to rape you huge red flag you know they tell you not to talk to any guys outside of them. Big red flag. Yeah. I don't know. All of it. All of it was a red flag. I also put everything. <laughs> Specifically, 
they're physically and mentally abusive towards her. They're manipulative. Mm-hmm. They're very controlling, and it's almost as if they use her as cachet. Mm-hmm. When they're in town, especially Noah's, oh, want to rub it mm-hmm. in that he can't have you. Okay, but you're related. Yeah. So why are you trying to act like, I mean, they're not related, but you know what I mean. It's like, what? That was from the right. get-go. Noah was playing games like that. And I was like, all right, this is, mm-hmm. this is fucking weird. And then, I mean, not to mention, you're vaguely related. So maybe, maybe don't do each other. Yeah. 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 Moving right on into, is there something to be learned from this book that applies to daily life? My whole takeaway from this is that more people should be in therapy (laughs) than are in therapy. Uh, Oh, yes. A hundred percent. Therapy is a wonderful thing. Yeah. Um, I understand that it is difficult for some people to afford therapy. And that's another thing that I feel like should be affordable and available to every person. Yeah, for sure. So what is your something you learned that applies to the daily life um maybe don't fuck your step relatives yeah number one number two don't get stuck in bfe in winter with a bunch of men you don't know but their family <laughs> all right spicy snippets let's hear them i like the ending that's my spicy snippet actually i don't think when i was going through reviews a lot of people like the ending so you're not alone right but but in this conversation i'm on an island by myself there's uh no solidarity here between the two of us (laughs) we're on opposing ends in this conversation what is your spicy snippet noah creeping me out yeah he was just to me he was coming off as really fake oh i'm such a nice guy blah 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 as soon as he doesn't get what he wants yeah switch is flipped he's immediately saying awful like really awful shit to her calling her a whore well but he didn't write slut on her forehead in sharpie so what oh yeah Uh. listen fuck caleb don't fuck caleb because i fucking hate that bitch I said what I said. Caleb's the worst of all three, in my opinion. So Noah, I mean, but no, it's a close second because Noah acted like, oh, I'm, I'm the nice guy. I'm the nice one. Look at me. The way he flipped, it was like, whoa, he flipped. I don't trust you. No one should trust you. Yeah. If you're going to flip turn on them like that on a dime, like, damn. Yeah. So I was like, nope, officially don't like you. Yeah. But the real, okay. My main spicy snippet. Tiernan should have ended up with Jake. What? I said what I motherfucking said. I hate Caleb. He raped her. He treated yes. her like garbage the entire time. Yes. She actually put in effort to pursue Jake. Uh-huh. She went in. She went all in and pursued Jake. And they had this whole big buildup. They built chemistry and everything. So it flowed. Mm-hmm. you know yeah the whole thing is gross okay whatever if you're looking in terms of just relationship development minus everything else she and jake actually had a build-up she barely fucking talked to caleb but they communicated in other ways they did but a lot of it was violent and bad and toxic well yes jake 
yes, there is an age gap, but of the three, in my opinion, of the three, Jake would have taken care of her the best. And I know Caleb like redeemed himself in the end. Uh uh. Because there's a huge buildup between she and Jake. Okay, they finally get together. It's going well. And then it was just kind of like, all of a sudden, well, I mean, then Noah got thrown in there for some reason. But then, like, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, Caleb, I love him. And it's like, what? Yeah. You just spent all this time building up a relationship with his dad. And now, a few days later, you're all of a sudden deeply in love with Caleb, who's treated you like ass. Okay, Jake might be older, but he didn't do any of that shit. Yeah. My spicy snippet, she should have ended up with Jake. (laughs) I honestly, I didn't really like any of them, but. (laughs) Well, no. What I was hoping, but I know that's not the story, was for her to go off to college and meet normal people and leave them all behind. If you look at it, for who intended the best for her, it was Jake. He's like, don't get stuck here. Don't get knocked up. You're going to college. Did you apply to college yet? I want you to live your life. Like, we'll always be here for you, but you need to go live your life. Because he wanted what was best for her. Meanwhile, Caleb's like throwing away her birth control, raping her, assaulting her, and throwing food at her. What I liked about the ending, I'm not like, I love the ending because she ended up with Caleb. That's not it. I like the ending because everyone kind of settled, you know, like calmed down. They got in their correct lanes. Yes, they did. She had some life experience, did go to college. Noah was able to finally like leave and start his thing, you know. Yeah. Jake even was like partnering with that other sponsorship that sponsored Noah and had like a better business going. Like, I like that. That's what I liked about the ending. That was good because they did, you know, they all essentially got a happy ending. Even Mariah, which I know. I thought that was cute, but then at the same time, I'm just sitting there. Yeah. I feel like the author wanted everyone to live happily ever after. Like, well, shit, I've got Mariah over here. What am I going to do with her? Yeah, throw her with Jake so he's not alone. The ending wasn't awful. Everyone, you know, no. everyone was settled down and happy. And of course, that's usually what you want with an ending. Exactly. Exactly. You know, so that's how I feel about that. All right. Keep keep round. Round. All right, let's do it. Who would you want to be besties with and why? Mariah doesn't give up on people that she believes in and she's practical and logical. She's a normal person. She's the only normal person in this book. What about you? Agree. I went with Mariah. Ah, did you? She, listen, she is a true ride or die. Yes. She, she hung in there. She held on for dear life with Tiernan. Tiernan was so... She was so set on just keeping it distant. And Mariah's like, no, no, yeah. we're not. We're not doing this anymore. Your shitty parents are dead. We, ca- I care about you. Yep. It's happening. Get over it. When you blow up your life, Mariah will still be there to help you clean it up. I'm here to pick yes. up the pieces. Yes. <laughs> but also, not just blowing it up and picking up the pieces, she would definitely be able to help me get my shit together because she's an assistant she's right such a good job. Exactly. yeah i need that mm-hmm. <laughs> all right who do you want to throw a punch and why 
All of them. Fucking Jake, Caleb, Noah, Tiernan, Terrence, Cece, maybe even the candy store person at home. Feeling like it. <laughs> like, every single one of them. Even, you know, I was team Noah. I liked Noah a lot, but then Noah would do shit that made me want to punch him in the throat. All of them, except for Mariah. Protect Mariah at all costs and throat punch everybody else, basically. What about you? Who who would you like to throat punch? Pretty much the same. I wrote, um, who didn't I want to throat punch is the <laughs> real question. Because <laughs> I, oh man, I, at different points... Yeah, I wanted to throw punch everybody yeah. in this novel, except for Mariah. Pretty much everybody. It's like, okay, you all suck ass. Who would you want on your side in a fight and why? Caleb. He's a wild fucking animal. He'll scalp you. Like, Caleb, sick him. Caleb's the scrappiest one. He really I mean, is, yeah. I said Caleb. What about you? Who would you like in a fight? Caleb. Ah. For as much as I dislike him. He'd just lose his shit, run them over, problem solved. Yes. He is completely unhinged, and I would not want to be on his bad side. So yeah, Caleb. There you go. Who would you cast for these characters? Gosh, okay. So this... Okay, so I went back and forth on this a lot. (laughs) It was really hard, because anytime I tried to think of an actor, especially that I would want to play the creepy uncle... I love all these. I'm like, well, they can kind of come across creepy, but I also really love them, so I can't imagine them doing it. So I went with, um, this is gonna be a little random. You watched by any The Boys on Netflix? I watched the first season. Okay. So the guy that plays Homelander. Is that like the big superhero guy that's a dick? Yeah, the, the big blonde one. The blonde one. I decided to go with him because I wanted somebody that could seem very like villainous, but also could lift. What I did was I found some pictures of him where he kind of looks sort of more scruffy. I could see and it. More like, yeah. not that. I mean, he could do it. And then, so Noah. I tried to think of guys that I would trust, but that could also, like, be kind of hateful. <laughs> and so I went with, um, I picked two different people that I thought could play Noah. I picked mm-hmm. Josh Hutcherson, um, who was PETA in the Hunger Games, because PETA was very nice and gave you bread, but then when he got pissed off about things he could be very cold and calculated and not very nice and then I also went with Evan Peters because I fucking love Evan Peters and think he's an incredible actor and he would be really good at being really sweet but also coming across and saying some ugly shit he's good at turn and heal oh I didn't think about that petition if this gets made into a film Evan Peters has to play Noah okay (laughs) Yes. And then for Caleb, I was trying to think of somebody who was broody and angry and they're going to laugh at me, but this is the only thing that I really could think of. But basically, the character slash actor that played Crumb in Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, remember? Oh! The guy, he never talked! 
Yeah, I could see that. So like intense all the time, but then yeah, just like super soft side with Hermione. I'm just trying to think of actors who don't talk and come across as very intense and angry. Yeah. Could not cast somebody for Tiernan. And <laughs> like I just couldn't I couldn't picture anyone. I really couldn't I couldn't do it. So that's what I got. That's I just cast yeah. all the men and that was it, basically. What do you got? What do you have? Yeah. So for Jake, I went with Josh Jamal. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, he, he's got he can pull off the rugged kind of salt and pepper. Yep. Kind of. And he's blondish because Jake, I don't know why, but when I was reading, I kept picturing Jake as a brunette. Okay. And if you, so a lot of people have made videos, have made TikToks of who would you cast or who do you see as Jake? And everyone's like, Skeet Ulrich, everybody. Oh, you know, that didn't show up a little, like, I started, I googled men that play creepy uncles, creepy dad figures, creepy male actor. Skeet Ulrich. That poor man. I know. Oh, and Jumal. I know he was a part of the Transformers franchise. I I blanked. I could not think of anything else other than he used to be married to Fergie from Black Eyed Peas. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so. And then for Noah, I went with an actor, uh, Johnny Weston. Apparently he was in the Divergent movies. Okay. I just needed like like a buff kind of bro-y blonde guy yeah but could also be clean cut at the same time he fits that yeah for caleb a lot of people are gonna laugh at this and it's fine because i did too (laughs) for anyone that has watched the vampire diaries Mm. no 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 you're all thinking wrong i guarantee it zach i don't know how to say his name zach rorick Rorig, Rorig, he plays Matt from the Vampire Diaries. Now he is blonde, but just slap some brunette on him. Alright. And he looks really broody and moody and like he could be a psychopath. Okay. For Tiernan, I went with a young Teresa Palmer. Oh, she's in Warm Bodies. She was in Warm Bodies. And currently, I want to say she's in this show based off of another book, Discovery of Witches. Alright. So that's what we think. Let's get into what some other people think. Okay. I've got the Goodreads reviews here. Mm-hmm. And lo- we're going to go low to high this week. I've got May. She gave it one star. Every character in this book needs therapy. And now I do as well. <laughs> I didn't even. That's so funny. Let's be <laughs> friends, May. We think alike. Seriously. All right. <laughs> Then we've got Clem, also gave it one star. Oh, God. Has anyone checked on straight people recently? Are they okay? (laughs) No, we're not. We're not okay. Especially (laughs) if you're reading that. All right, we've got, pardon, two stars. An uncomfortable read about, forgot about this one. Uh, an uncomfortable read about three horny Gordon Ramseys and one submissive, extremely horny Panini head. <laughs> this girl prefers to be treated like shit instead of being ignored and left alone. Weird flex, but okay. Oh, I love it. Panini head. Panini head. 
I wouldn't describe Tiernan completely as submissive because she does have some spunk and sass and talk back. No, she, yeah, she does stick up for herself. Yeah. Mel gave it three stars. Okay. Can y'all just imagine the awkward family dinners? <sighs> How do you explain any of that? Ooh-wee! <laughs> like, let me pour you a shot first, honey. Like... Oh, you're of age? Oh, you're not? Okay, anyways, here's the shot. You're going to need it. (laughs) Here's some tequila and a shitty beer to chase it with. This is how we do in the Van Gerbig, Van Berg, Vanderberg family. Van Gerbig. (laughs) Jesus. Saint gave it three stars. Three, I don't get the hype stars. I'm not in a reviewing mood, so here are just quick, simple facts. Sex is scorching hot and filthy. Tiernan, hun, I don't really care about you. <laughs> Noah, sweetie, I don't care much about you either. <laughs> Caleb, dear, I have nothing to say to you. <laughs> I wonder if they meant that as a problem. I probably. Probably. <laughs> I hope they did. All right. Jake, darling, I like you the most, but considering how I feel about others, this isn't saying much. Mm. The taboo aspect. I was prepared to be scandalized, but it was just meh. I mean, come on. There wasn't even a foursome. Yeah. What the fuck was that ending? That was so out of the blue. It's probably out of the purple. Wow. Did I say sex scenes were hot? That was some really good stuff. <laughs> the only time I was kind of like, really? She referred to her vagina as the entrance. At least she wasn't talking about her delicate flower. I mean, I guess, but, like, the entrance just seems so walking into Sam's Club. Like, it's, like, <laughs> the entrance to a fucking store. Oh, my For God. the most part, the sex scenes were, I enjoyed it when I wasn't thinking about the fact that they're related. If you take out the relations and the age gap. And the violent part. Yeah, just strip everything and just have the bare bones sex scene. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Amelie gave it four stars. Genuinely concerned by the fact that I enjoyed this book. (laughs) I mean, therapy, again, everybody. (laughs) Luna gave it five stars. This book is taboo AF, but it felt like a fever dream, and I don't think I'm the same person after waking up. So five stars it is. Okay. All right. Let's see. Last but not least, Chloe gave it five stars. Ooh la la, this was an amazing, frustrating, complicated, excellent, beautiful story. It's different than Penelope Douglas's other stories, but man, nailed it. I finished finished this read in one sitting. It was impossible for me to stop reading until the very last word. As fucked up as this story seems while reading it, it works out in the end. And what a beautiful ending it was. I highly recommend this read ASAP. Lisa's face. Oh my god. <laughs> I um I feel like you have some things to say, so let's just get right into the big moment. How many and what kind of phallic symbols would you rate this book? So I've been thinking on this. Yeah. And I have decided to rate it in tailpipes. <laughs> Alright. Um I'll be generous. <laughs> I'll say two. Two tailpipes. Two tailpipes. That's all I got for you folks. It wasn't my favorite. You know, people like what they like. People dislike what they dislike. We don't care. <laughs> no. We're not going to get mad because someone liked or disliked something. It, it is what it is. 
it's not even the incest, not the familial relationship. It's the amount of angst that there was in this and violence. It just wasn't for me. It was, it was a lot. What about you? I think I'm going to go with three. I didn't hate it, mm-hmm. but I didn't love it. It was okay. Yeah. Is it something I would recommend? Maybe, depending on what your style is. It just wasn't my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah, three tailpipes. Three smoking tailpipes. <laughs> I love it. Boop, 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 boop. That's like a news bulletin thing. <laughs> it's that time. Everyone's favorite. This week's boner is from the article I found a while ago called 29 Hilarious Old Euphemisms for His Giggle Stick by J.R. Thorpe. This time around, I found this little ditty. Stuff eel skin. Ew. Don't worry, I have a sample sentence. Oh, good. He claimed to have a shaft of delight, but it turned out to be a stuffed eel skin. What else is going on there? It's not a good thing. Uh, Apparently, it's used to denote impotence, and the term was created in relation to... The the term was created in relation to taxidermized penises. Ew! See, I thought it was taxidermied, but it said taxidermized. It kept auto-correcting me. Taxidermized. That's a new one. I thought it was taxidermied. But maybe it's not. Who knows? Yeah, which I know it's bi-weekly boner, but, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you got, got a little chub, a little chub-chub. Yeah, a little stuffed eel skin. <laughs> you know, I'm going to spice it up in the bedroom. You're going to get a divorce. You better stop. <laughs> <laughs> you know, at least it's not old blind Bob. Oh, I like the giggle stick. Yeah, I like giggle stick. I quite enjoy, I feel like Giggle Stick is from like the 1920s. They're wearing 20s. You've got your hair bob. Yeah. Your little flapper dresses are above your knees and you're going to go out for a night and pick up a Giggle Stick. Have at it. Why not? Your little speakeasy. Take them in the back room. But then it turns into a stuffed eel skin. So. <laughs> yeah. Got dark real fast. <laughs> Things took a turn. That's the erotic eel for this week, but eventually, I'd like to hear some slippery snake descriptions from all of you listeners. No pictures, please, just written descriptions. You can email the goods to churchatomespodcast at gmail.com. Put bi-weekly boner in the subject line, and don't forget, you must include the name of the book and author. Let's wrap it up. Like, Jake should have wrapped it up. Seriously, it's a miracle that girl did not get knocked up. I know. Oh, so bad. Yeah, this is your third go round. How do you feel? You're a veteran now. Feel great. All right. Thanks for having me again. I love being on the podcast. It's a lot of fun. Good to hear. Glad you'll be back. You're actually. I will. Until your fans tell you not to have me anymore. That will never happen. You're going to be back next month, but it'll be a surprise. You know, I had so much fun with the Smutmas theme, which I think we're going to we're going to do every Christmas, I'm pretty sure. Cool, I love it. I'm just going to keep it going. And January's theme is going to be Ashley's FOMO. <laughs> Ashley's FOMO books because 
I am an Aquarius, so my birthday is in January, and this is my gift to myself, and everyone else has to deal with it. <laughs> so <laughs> these are the books that I really, I've been wanting to read. They've been on my TBR forever. Oh. So that is next month's theme. Okay. Join me back here in two weeks to close out the Smutmas Spectacular with Welcome to the Dark Side by Gianna Darling. And remember, remember to fix, fix each other's crowns and, and don't, don't let, let the dicks, dicks get, get you down. down. Merry Smutmas. Doodles. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts or liking, subscribing, and following on whatever platform you're listening on. Not enough action for you? You can follow Turgid Tom's podcast on Instagram, like the Facebook page, or join the Goodreads group, where you can chat with other listeners, lurk tawdry reviews, and get a heads up on what we're reading and drinking. If you have any suggestions or feedback, you can send it to turgidtomes at gmail.com. And last but not least... Remember to fix each other's crowns and don't let the dicks get you down.